Please note, in this episode there are references to mental health and bereavement. Please see the show notes for helpful links. Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. I was like, I need a full bodied mannequin, like head, arms, legs, a lot. And I was looking online and again, back to the money saving thing, it was like £300 and I was like, no, Marketplace, Facebook, Guy and Glenn Wattis, I've got one, right? I've got one, 50 quid. I was like... No questions asked why you've got that. I'm coming in there, right? So there's me, like, over the fourth road bridge going to get this mannequin. And um, I get I get it by it. Brand new, really great mannequin. Um, but then I was like, I'm going to go and do a wee shop on my way home. So I stopped at Asda Blantyre. Yes. And uh, I went in and did a shop and I came out. There was, like, three kids looking in the back of my car. Because it was, like, torso, legs, an arm. And I'm, and like, and I'm like, oh, God, this must must come off my head. And I'm like, excuse me, you're going to my car and all that. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so I do. I did all the rhinestoning on the kitchen, ground floor flat. And I had a, a, this is terrible, like, because I did a lot of the rhinestoning at night because I'm working during the day doing the admin stuff or... Mm-hmm. I always like did the rhinestoning at night, so I got a wee LED torch in my head. Oh my! So that like I, you know, with my wee pen and stuff, my wee. Do you know, like these like seamstresses that work like for and Chanel again, and East and their own? It's because I'm a perfectionist. It's like yeah. I hate myself for it. Hate it. Like every rhinestone is like zero point five millimeter apart <laughs> on this full body neck to foot catsuit. So it was like a, it was a job and a half, but. I live on the ground floor and I keep on forgetting to shut my blinds and people are walking past and I'm mm-hmm. like and I'm like this light, big body mannequin, like the, <laughs> the blinds are up full and I live right beside the main road in like Canvas Lang. And, pe- and, people, and Lang. I actually would actually see people stop and like point and look in on it. I'm like oh, pull my blind down. <laughs> Me with these mannequins. Just rain stone in the cat suit as you do. That's my life. That does not that is literally see if you could give me any story that would sum you up yeah, that is it that's it that's, yeah. just, that's why i was like can we start recording <laughs> that, that does not shock me or surprise me in this like yeah. that's what i think of you scott like as being somebody that should be like just industrious like gets the job done just makes it happen i mean yeah and i think i i think that's probably something i would say about myself is i'm, I'm definitely one of these people where i'm like how do we do it how do we fix it can I do it? Let's get it done quick. I, I like things to move at a fast pace. I'm very impatient. Okay. Obviously, I'm just telling you about it took me six months to rest on costumes, but that was a really like that was serious patience. I'm yeah, by yeah, it. but no, I, I, I am definitely one of these people who like to just, you know, I like to be savvy, smart, use what I've got. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think as well, over the years, you build a wee team of people who you know that when you come to when you come together, you can produce the goods. Yes. So like a few like other creatives where I. Like without like they're my team now. Like I would never use anyone else. So Jacob from Visual Creativity, he is like a genius. Obsessed. Yeah, and, he's the nicest person. And, and he hates me as well because and he, if he hears us, he'll I fully agree. But with me, when it comes to filming like many my promo and stuff like that, I like it to be. I like to feel like the cameras in the middle of the choreography. Yes. So if you ever watch any of the promos for Tribute Act Entertainment, um you'll see that, you know, it's very, like, I like that feel, like, rather than a static camera, oh, we are going to dance, it? like, we're talking about the gimbal, and mm. I'm telling 
I'm like Jacob, get right in, get right in. And then, like I've got these like ten dancers and I get on like teeny like formation. I'm like get in the middle. And he's like, no space for me. When he did that, when he did the big promo shoot for me, honestly, God love him, he was sweating. And I was like, you're living the choreography. And I was like, guys, reset, cue the track. And he's like, can I have a minute break? I'm like, yeah, sorry, Jacob. You know what I mean? He was sweating the poor guy. But no, like people like him, yes. Paul Monaghan, who's a great photographer, which. Paul really specialises in like product photography, so you know the stuff with the splashes of water. Oh, and nice. He's really great at it, and don't get me wrong, like it does, it does the kind of portrait stuff. But I kind of met him through the years. But I his photography for me, like, cause remember, I'm nine, nine times out of ten, I'm recreating something. Yes. So you know, there's not really much artistic freedom when it comes to the promos like the pictures for example you know i'm very much there with like a printout of the picture mm-hmm. and i'm like move your pinky because like, <laughs> you're copying like an album cover for your promo material so it's you know it's very much trying to find okay what you know what trousers is she wearing what where did she get her shoes because you're trying to just for me i need it to that. be exact identical wow okay. and that's such a thing that i am so like anal about when it comes to it. like i'm so like pernickety mm-hmm. like i've done things like i've bought like 290 pound gloves because it's the exact ones that she had and then i'm like it's fine i'll sell them on and i'll lose 20 quid and then you end up needing wants to buy them because i like floral gloves floral <laughs> elbow length <laughs> like, it was this weird like h&m's designer collaboration and jade from little mix had got these gloves and i'm like I went I have on. To have them. I, I was like, I have to have them because yeah. it matters. Like for me, yeah. it's like out. I, I like that attention to detail, though. I think it's important, like, uh, you know, knowing what your brand is yeah. and sticking to it. I mean, obviously, you that's a ready made brand there. So, yeah. for anybody who's like, who are these two people talking on this podcast? Scott Garvey. Yeah. Of <laughs> Tribute Act Entertainment. And I will get into how we know each other. And yeah. it's been so long since we've seen each other. So, this so is why we're talking long. at a million miles an hour because we're like, this is so exciting. And we've not seen each other in a long, like, I'm long... So long. Time. And I feel like I have because obviously social media and all that. Yeah. Genuinely, can't remember the last time I saw you in real life. So no. That, this is a total I'm going to take a stab in dark and say probably like 2011. Oh my word. 2012 maybe. Maybe, aye. Could have been. Could have been. It's mad. Yeah. It's mad. But I'm interested in that sense of like that kind of attention to detail I think I did that with the Kenzie Cupcakes in the sense that I knew what I wanted it to be and sometimes we would get asked to do like a Charleston or so to step out of the 40s and 50s yeah and and I just and quite unlike me actually because I'm such a people pleaser I would just say I am yeah yeah but I was very much like no because that's not what we are and I think it's important to know what your brand is yeah obviously yours is very specific in the sense that there is a brand there that you are then I don't want to use the word copy, but you're I mean, emulating. See this, see the whole tribute world. Like for me, I, you know, like like you said, obviously this is how I know you. Mm-hmm. But from when I started, two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, wow, the tribute industry is like it's grown mm-hmm. so big. You think about, you know, you how often there's a ho- like a tribute in your local hotel for a tribute night. It's the the, the industry's grown, and I think for me, it's just it's got to a point where. I used to be the person that was doing this type of niche type of thing of like your young uh, pop modern tributes because okay. everyone like Tina Elvis do the circuit. Yes. But back in the day when I did it the was, Kitty Cat dolls, kind of iconic acts from when I did the Kitty Cat dolls, and I remember like when I got all the promo together, you remember it all back then, and I remember going to agents and they were like, "Oh, I don't know, like why would anybody want a tribute to like them?" Because Tina and Elvis, and that's, the that was kind of what the industry yeah, was all about. So I don't want to say that I... Well, I was just going to say, it sounds like you've influenced the industry. 
because you made you just were like uh, this is I'm making it. You didn't wait for somebody to ask you for yeah. it. You did it. I think about for the kind of the kind of pop modern tribute thing. I think I definitely was one of the first. Well, uh, certainly I had never experienced it before. Like yeah, so I don't even know. I must have seen it online. Like so, you, was that 2008? Two, they started in 2008, 2009, yeah. Jeez, oh man. I think we had our, Maybe. we started the, the rehearsal period like the end of 2008 and the show launched in like February 20, 2009 Arta. in Arta and Glasgow. I've yeah. still got a couple of the pictures from oh, that, Oh God. And do you know what I love? I love because me and I'm still so close to them all. Good. You know That's what I mean? That's lovely to hear. And it's and all amazing. And we have, amazing and we have a case, we have a KCD chat still called Don't, yeah, called yeah. Don't Ya. We were all going to go and see the Pussycat Dolls before the Coke cancelled because she wasn't getting enough money, apparently. But yeah, we were all going to go and have a wee reunion, but we're, we're, we mean to catch up. But again, it's the babies and work That's life just. Yeah. And it feels like a heartbeat. I mean, it probably feels like so much has happened since then, but equally, it also feels like two minutes ago. Certainly for me, yeah, I feel like yeah. that wasn't that long ago. Like, I've got very vivid like flashbacks, and I'm terrible. For somebody, I've got a terrible memory, but I've got very vivid flashbacks of that time. That like, I remember time, being yeah. in. So it was like the, one of the nights you were auditioning people. Yeah. And we went up the stairs, and I didn't even know where we were in this wee room. And I remember sitting on a couch. Yes, I mean, it was all the name of the, the club or bar or where uh, it's probably changing nowadays yeah, because Glasgow's yeah, yeah. such a different place. But yeah, I remember it vividly, and I remember, I remember at the time with the, the kitty cat dolls, and I was like, even though I had these girls who were dancers, I was like, I'm going to get a choreographer. I was like, I'm going to get a choreographer, and I remember like, I was like, even though you could choreograph, <laughs> and I, I remember being like, girls. Got a choreographer coming in, like, yes. but you know what I mean, and that's I mean, how we met. It was such a great experience for me because that was very early on in my choreographic journey. Yeah, yeah. I was, I'd been, that so I was probably just coming out of the Rockettes at that point. So yeah. I'd been dancing, um, but certainly wasn't choreographing to any sort of degree. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, on a regular basis, so that was quite. That was quite a, a big thing for me to get that position. Oh no, but, uh, and loved it. Just it loved was, it. I think we back then, as I kind of like, you know how things were. Like I talk like we're like ninety like back in the day, but you know back then like doing that and creating that kind of thing that the kind of pussycat doll tribute initially like the resistance for me was there like don't get me wrong Glasgow I was doing you know we were doing Miss Next Door two thousand nine you know what I mean like that is we these weird <laughs> this is a thing but we're doing it these comps are like I mean, we did a soft fruits convention <laughs> see what I mean see what I mean it's, you're just like at that point you're like you, you know you go to the opening of the opening of a gate you know what I mean just to be there like and get your name out because back then we were all just so passionate about right. the kitty cat dolls yeah and we were just wanted to be huge like you know what I mean in terms of like you know we would walk up to like <laughs> I'm giggling at this because we were just talking this other day Lisa's like Lisa was like, she voice noted me and she's like, I'm scunnered. And I'm like, what is it? She's like, do you remember like we used to walk up to like, clubs and I'd be going, I'm Lisa from the Kitty Cat Dolls. And then they'd be like, um, and Lisa would be like, I performed in here a few weeks ago. And they'd be like, when you go, and she's like, I am dead. But we did though. And it's cause we cared about it. Like, uh-huh. and we put so much effort into that's it. that's what I remember of you. And so you tell me that story about Rhyming Stone in that costume for yeah. months on end. That's that's been a constant then for constant. you that's you that's always been you yeah what do you think that comes from i think it comes from i mean first of all just to kind of give a little bit of brief background on mm-hmm. growing up because i think it's important to Absolutely. how i am yeah is i grew up in a very 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 predominantly male household okay so i had seven brothers one sister how did i not know you had that many brothers and my dad and my mum wowzers and being so like being in that house and you know my dad was a carpenter um 
and my, all my brothers like because there's quite a big there was quite a big age gap between because I'm the youngest okay yes. so there's quite a big age gap so like all my other brothers some of them were like you know in their late teens and they were getting apprenticeships like welding and building kitchens and okay. you know doing bricks and all that and I'm in my bedroom like oops I do you know what I mean and I always I always found I always knew I was different from a young age because it was mm. very evident for me to see it. Okay, right. Because it wasn't like I was like a gay child grown up as an only child or, or a sister. Even within your own household, you felt? I felt different. Yeah. And I, I knew that, and God love my mum, my mum passed away last year, but she, she really, you know, and I, and I actually, you know, said this at our funeral because it's so important for me. She gave me a space to be myself. So like what she would do is she would like, like after I came home from school me and her would go up to the bedroom and she would watch Neighbours and Home and Away because it was back to back yes. and she would always give me a brush and let me brush her hair but Aww. then the next if we heard somebody come up the hall she would like yeah, brush and put it under the pillow do you know what I mean because mm-hmm. she knew I would get stick you yeah. know what I mean so I think obviously that my mum passing and reflecting and all of that you know I appreciate what she was she did for me but I think as a child I always wanted to prove myself mm-hmm. always okay. like I always wanted to be like I love singing and dancing and there's nothing wrong with that. Correct. But for where I came from, you know, I don't... the norm. You know, we were, we were a very, like, you know, we struggled as a family because mm-hmm. there were so many of us, like... I was going to say, aye. I'm like, God, my mum and dad, you know what I mean? They could have done... They know had <laughs> so many ways. <laughs> so many. But, you know... I'm glad they waited to... I mean, they went down the line to get you. Yeah. You're the last. Yeah, and, and I, there, was a fa- there was a five-year gap between me and the next oh, one. Shit. So I had a very lucky childhood because I think I... All these people to look out for you. And they were grown up around each other being, like, two years apart, all my brothers and sisters. Right. Where, for me, I was, like... Face for you to And I was, like... And I think me and my mum got that closeness because she was, like... I think she knew it was our last one and whatever. So, but, no, I think... I always wanted to prove myself. And I think, from a young age, my mum was always good at, like... Do you want to go in that audition? You know what I mean? So I was in a wee pop band when I was from the age 12 to 16. Right, yeah. Yeah, called Pick and Mix. Oh, here. By, and it was run by a, like a, a, a man and a wife. That's all mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. say. But through yeah. in Edinburgh, Bill and Susan. Okay. And we were working with one of the guys from the Bay City Rollers. Oh, wait. So he was like writing all our wee pop tracks when I was young. Oh. So we were going for this kind of like, it was very like Scottish. Yeah. So it was pick and mix. So like our costumes, like I had a blue shirt with like a tartan like neck, like pocket okay. detail, and then I had like tartan going down the side of my trousers, Love and there was two other girls in it. But my my mum got me into that at a young age, and mm. I remember on the millennium, so turn the two thousand. Yes. I on that like that day, I was I did three shows in one day as a, as like a fourteen. <laughs> I feel like you're just like you were just setting yourself up for what you were going to do. And that's the thing. Life was going to be. When I talk to people about it, I'm like, I have literally this. since I was twelve. <laughs> And I was working at 12. Like, we were getting, like, we £30, £20 a gig back then, because, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was, like, a wee pop band. We did some covers, which probably then is the reason why I, I, yeah, I do yeah. the tribute thing. But we had our own songs. We did some covers. We used to do a lot with, like, Scott FM, Real Radio. Oh, dear. The Greenlands Tall Ships Race. Supported West Live at the time. Or West... They, were, they, had, they changed their name. So they did. At the start. But... We did like the road yeah. shows with them, so I think it's always been in my body. Like I've always been in it, and I've always been like trying to prove myself, especially. It's a real thing. I'm doing it, so. Especially with like my dad and my brothers, I was like, you know, because it was like that that weird way where like I knew my path was going to be very different in terms of career and what I wanted yeah. to. But I think that's where it comes from. It's goodness for your mum, though. Oh, honestly, I think her passing has obviously made me reflect a lot. Yeah. And it. I, you know, imagine. she really, she really did give me a safe space in more ways than one. I think mm-hmm. she knew, and like some motherly instinct. I think she knew in the household that I was a wee bit 
I was never, I never felt left out. My brothers were great, and uh, you know, I was lucky that when I even did come out, my fat, like my brothers were all brilliant. A lot of come here, you, you know what I mean? It's been brilliant. Brilliant, I, that's great to hear. You know, I can never have asked for anything better. But I think my mum, as a child, a younger child, she knew very early on, and she knew that I had this kind of spark in me to be like a show off. Yeah, I just I just mean that from that perspective, like the the entertainer in you. Yeah, the, you know. That, that because that isn't necessarily yeah. the norm yeah. in terms of career choices. I, rem- like I remember pathways, my I know? remember one year my dad because he was a carpenter. I remember he got me and my other brother like a a, a tool set. It was like mm-hmm. a wee kids tool set, but it was like a wee wood and it had a hammer and a chisel and he bought us like some sheet supply. Mm-hmm. And he's like we're going to build like pigeon like boxes seats oh, for pigeons. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, asked me if like I just put the ply on the floor and I started charging fifty pence a ticket for a concert. You know what I mean? I had my I had a garden a microphone a head mic made from garden wire. Yes, you did. And I had the top of a Coca Cola bottle that I painted black as the kind of mic piece. I mean. And I bent this wire around my ears <laughs> and I pure learned like you know all the kind of um. S Club and whatever yes. back in the day, and I'd charge 50 pence a ticket in I my mean, garden. Who, I mean, I'm just gutted to be around the pals. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're a good bit younger than me, so but I'm like, that was me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was me, and it was, and obviously now I look back and I go, I must have been so annoyed. Well, I know I was because there's actual footage. Yeah, I know. Do you know what? I'll never forget one day as well. My dad got this video camera and it was like the size of a brick. It was like a BBC number. It was like, it was like a big shoulder. from the library. Oh, did you? I had library. <laughs> and I remember he had like, he loved going out and filming like locks and all that. My dad loved that. And I remember one day I had like stole his camera okay. and I'd taken up the back hut and I'd made a TV studio. Oh, and I just took a video and I put it in and I recorded. And I'm pure like, hi everybody, welcome back. And I had an earpiece. Like, oh, yeah. kid on, I had an earpiece. I was like, welcome back. Next up, I'll be chatting to Britney Spears, you know, about coming to the UK. Like, I was that type of child. Like, and I'll never forget, like, I'd actually taped over something that he wanted and he went off his. Because he put the video in and there's me. His wee gay son up the back cut, like, hi everybody, you know what I mean? Like, I had the curtains, like, I had the curtains down to, like, the chin. I went from <laughs> Benny one, that's what I was channeling back then. And, I, you know, he went off his nut, but I've always been that show off. This will all go in the Hall of Fame of Scott Garvey. Oh, I. So, I mean, hopefully yeah. you've kept a hold of that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh man. And I'll, I'll, Alongside I'll... all the costumes that you've probably accumulated in your lifetime. Do you know what? My office is actually out of control. I'm just, I need to really, like, I think hopefully you know that this year's looking great uh-huh. and i would love to like maybe at the end of the year look at abby space yes just something small cheap out the way where i can put a studio some storage for the costumes that's yeah, on the cards yeah. i think because like literally right now like whenever because i'm still doing the odd zoom thing like with agents or whatever mm-hmm. and they're like i've just got these big feathers like these big feathers in the back and all that and like big <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like sorry <laughs> i mean it does look like a great backdrop but no, cost it, honestly. And, house. <laughs> and the thing I see now, see, because I'm doing so many tributes, like now, like I went, like I said, I always have, always used to have one or two, Matt. Yes. Because I, I'm really terrible with time management. I'm better now. Hey, you were on time today. I know. I'm, I'm always on time, mm-hmm. but when it comes to me and You my... think you're going to defy time? Yeah. So you think, like we were saying before yeah. we started recording, that you think you can get from Lossy Mouth to... Yeah, I believe... I be... Bristol. Bristol. <laughs> Lost your mouth. And the same. And we've been, da- we've, been driving, we've been driving for four hours and I'm like, I just going past, I just going past my flat. <laughs> and we'd already been driving for four hours, you know what I mean? And then... But I think I just, I really admire that. And it, it, and it was lovely. Like, so we kind of, not lost touch, but, you know, we went on to do our things. Yeah, go on different but ways, yeah. the joy of social media is that I've always kind of kept on top of, like, what you're up to. Yeah, yeah. You know, there'd be periods of time where it wouldn't come up my feed or whatever, and then all of a sudden I'd be like, 
what's well, that's a post for Scotland and I'm like it's so nice to see that you're still doing it and you're still working and you're clearly still as passionate as I remember you to be at that yeah, time. Yeah, I am. Because I was so impressed by you at the time because so all the other women that were in the, the Pussycat Dolls, you, I think you trained with most of them, eh? You all of them, college. yeah. Well, apart from Dion. That's right, Dion, who was in the Rockets, Rockets at the time. yeah. And um, so it was lovely that that sense of friendship that you already had just but with a unit. Remember what I'd done, though, is I put up the audition poster in college and never told anybody it was my project. So me and Derek had designed the poster. I put it up on the college notice board, and all the girls at lunchtime were like, "Oh!" And they were all talking about it. I, me knowing that it, it was me, oh, but then they, 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 they didn't know until they came to the audition, and they all walked in, and I'm like, "Hi!" You know what I mean? So I and think you do that. What? I'll tell you why, and it's a bit. It's also another funny story if I don't say so myself. But <laughs> my my first like dancing job, if you like, because. Uh-huh. I don't, I, it's weird now because I don't see myself as that. Because I was going to ask you, like, I wondered why at the time, because I was like, you are all training together, why are you not doing something that you can be in? I wondered yeah, that at the time. I think, when I was younger, I think I had, like, I was very much one of these people, like, laser focused on being famous. Okay, okay. Like, so, I love, see, growing up, my room was covered top to bottom, like, smash hits, like. Yes. I where, love. Where are your idols? Oh, there was Britney Spears. I mean. I mean, you've met her. I met her, yeah, I met her. But I think, you know, listen, She's in a dressing gown. And it was the most expensive, like, £800 I ever spent in my life. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I've seen out. But do you know what? I would do it all over again. Of course you would. And, but that's the thing, like, I think growing up as well, like I said, in that household and with her, I remember just really, like, latching onto her as, like, a pop star. I was like, I love her. Look at her dad. She's brilliant. You know what I mean? Right. And, and they love the music. So, yeah, Britney, and I, I loved all the NSYNCs and A1. I loved all that. So I think for me, I always wanted to be that. And I always thought, that's what I'm born to do. Like, I have to be a pop star. Like, mm-hmm. that's, and I was so sure of that. And then I think growing up and then going through college and stuff, my first job, going back to what I was saying, was being a backing dancer for a Scissor Sisters tribute. Right. Scissor Sisters with a Z. <laughs> and um, it was a man and a wife. It was always a man and a wife. But as a man and a wife. And they, Susan and... <laughs> <laughs> but they did like um, Anna and Jake. And they used to like, it's terrible now when I think about it, but they had a transit van, right? Mm-hmm. And it was only like the front seats. Oh, I see you're so, in the back. But they would put a, it was a couch. It was a couch. They had like this cream leather couch in the back of a van. And there was no windows. This is perfectly So they'd pick, us up, in, they'd pick us up in Glasgow, <laughs> slam the door shut, and you'd be in darkness. And you'd be flying down a motorway. And I used to get, I used to get like £60 a gig doing that. And I'd be dancing for an hour in white, sparkly hot pants, nothing else on. I, we did a rugby club in the north of Wales somewhere. I can't remember where. And the, the two couple who run the tribute were loading the van with all the equipment. And I was in the dressing room just, you know, getting my sparkly pants off. And this guy came in and envelope. He's like, there's the fee, son. And on the envelope it said Scissor Sisters and the amount. <gasps> and I was like, whoa. Whoa. I feel Reality like, check. I feel, I feel like a mug. You know what I mean? Yeah. But rather than whatever, I was too young and I was like, I still went on to do the job for like six months. But that kind of planted a seed of like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. Tribute bands. Is mm-hmm. that Obviously they're doing well. We were busy. So I was like, mm-hmm. We did gigs a lot. So I think that was maybe the moment. Of me being like, uh, I'm, and then I think I said to, to, to my Derek at the time, I was like, I, I think this is a good idea. Yeah. And then when we obviously did a wee bit of more research, I was like, yeah, let's do a pussycat dolls. I know so many girls who, who are flexible and can hold a leg up. Like, what more do you need? You know what I mean? So yeah, from that, that the kitty cat dolls happened. And I think for us, it was very a strange time because 
all of a sudden we'd been together for like six months mm -hmm. i'm getting emails can you come to china for a tour can right. you can you come to the middle east and i'll never forget and it's so funny again i was we we're only talking about this a few weeks ago but i'll never forget it was the very 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 first international inquiry i ever got okay and it was this company in romania and they were like we want to bring you girls over we're going to do six shows over seven days wow traveling around romania wow we'll cover hotel accommodation what's your fee and I remember we would be, oh, are you ready? Because you're going to die. <laughs> Friends, I don't know if I'm. We all made like 120 quid each for a week. Wow. Because so young and so like, yes, yes. inexperienced. What, what inexperienced. And, I, and I think I went in and I, and I, and I said in a minute and he was like, mm, and I was like, we really want. And at the time, we were all just pals and we're like, you want to Let's go to Romania. And we just done it. And the guy, and I remember sending us such a low offer and he was like, yep, I'll get flights booked today, send passports. Been so done. we actually went to Romania. <laughs> We were, that was a schedule, like, God love us, we were opening shopping centres, nightclubs at night, this, this, like, promoter had just got his gigs everywhere, so it was such a, looking back, like, it was, we, we just wanted to do it. Such a formative time to learn your craft as yeah. well, because yeah. I guess, like, you were saying to me before we started recording about that idea of, like, taking what you know now of yeah. running, you know, the tribute acts and then being able to reproduce that and, and make a new one yeah and, and that's the thing there'll be a not a formula as such but there'll be ways in which you know works things yeah. that you're like i'll do that every single time whatever i'm working on because i just know that works. it works it does work but yeah you, i guess you've got to be in it and do it yeah in these things yeah, so yeah, yeah. as much as that you're like i i was totally taking a laney i've also think, learned a lot yeah and i think back then that specific group you know chloe ferns yes. emma gwen who i know they've been on the, the podcast yes i um, I think we were all just at that time. It was a bunch of friends. I know because it's so funny. Like you just and you, you're too busy in your own brain doing something at the time. And I think I was quite overwhelmed at the time. So I was like, "This is a big deal." And I, and I could sense like how passionate you were and how buzzing they all were. And you were already a team. Yeah, 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 because, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you and Derek and the girls. So I just was so keen to do a good job. Yeah. And I knew Emma because we'd went to the same dance school. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the girls had to be my sister. They were. So I knew Emma and I knew Emma's family, but apart from that, I didn't know anybody else. And I remember, you know, they were all amazing. And I remember being particularly taken with Chloe. Oh. And I must have said something, Chloe, because she said in the podcast, like, I remember what you said to me. And I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just amazing, these people that, I mean, you'll know yourself, the people that you collect. Yeah. And the, the lessons that you learn from yeah. just being in these weird and wonderful situations. Yeah. Like, mind that time. I mean, I used to love when you used to put your kind of vlogs on oh yeah like yeah 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 behind the scenes kind of thing and that totally inspired me to like film the cupcakes behind the scenes because i'm like we take this stuff not for granted but this is an everyday occurrence that we will be in a cupboard on the back of a van yeah or, a disabled toilet like, light, you know what i mean I done it all other people are like we want to we want to see that because i guess it's the same way pop stars you want yeah. to know it all you want to know what's going on my family still think my life's glamorous do they like they still think it is and I'm like you have no idea like, don't get me wrong like don't get me wrong there's a wee bit of like you know things are better than they used to be in 2009 when you were like in a wee club in Glasgow in the kitchen getting ready before you went on but you know you still get the gigs where you rock up and it's like how are we getting changed they're like they're like were, were, you, were you getting changed they're like oh we've actually got a, a transit van at the back and we've emptied it you know what I mean it's like I've been in those and you just like you can't obviously you can get to that point where you're like well no but and yeah it's got to a point now where the bands as well you know when it, we have riders and there is a health and safety aspect and I yeah. guess for you being in charge of other humans yeah there is that level of responsibility yeah yeah like, yeah what I would do 
personally and what I expect other people to do. I think I did that with the cupcakes. I would be far more gallus of saying no to things yeah. that I thought was inappropriate for them. Yeah, than, than yourself. Then I would, if it was just me, I'd be like, all right then. Yeah, yeah. You know I, mean? but, but I think, I think the, as, as a bunch back then and just kind of me trying, like this, obviously the Kitty Cat dolls, I think for me, such an, such an important part of where I am now because mm-hmm. we they, we all like I said we all just really cared about it and we didn't care like if we were getting no money I gag we would just be there like there's a track press play you know what I mean <laughs> there's five ways but we've only got one mic I'll pass you you know what I mean like <laughs> just doing the most to try and make it and you know obviously things took off and they started doing like you know, like I said, a few international things, and we had a great, like, a three-year run, I think, and then, obviously, when that did stop, it, it, back then, it felt in my world. Colossus. Like, boom, I was like, what am I going to do? What am I actually going to do? You know what I mean? I had... Were you just doing the Kitty Cat Dolls? So, Lisa had branched off and started doing Britney. Yes. Yeah. And that. Fern had started doing Rihanna. So, but, at that time, when that all kind of packed up, you know, I, I remember vividly, and I think as well, it's another great opportunity where I learned a lot. Mm-hmm is I took it so personally back then. But see, now for me, like, when somebody's like, hey, I just, I think I'm going to, I'm like, oh, cool, let's make wish you all the best. Like, let's get a, when do you want to leave? Let's do a transition. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so disconnected from that now. Whereas before I'd be like, oh, you're leaving. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But now I've got, it's people come and go. It's a part of the job. It's it's a part of the business. Yeah, you know if you I mean? ran any sort of business, people come and go. And the thing is with me is I'm always competing with these like, because I'm based in Scotland and my talent needs to come from Scotland, mm-hmm. preferably the central belt just for, like, meeting points and stuff, it's like, as soon as one of these, you know, young people get a, an opportunity to go on a cruise ship and go to bar, they're going to take it. And I and I don't resent it. And I'm like, babe, no, go and have, yeah, go and make have that experience. So I think when they, the Kitty Cats woke up, it, it was a earth-shattering time in terms, because I just thought my business is this business that I'm now starting is coming to an end mm. but it's crazy on reflection you know what I mean look at well, me now. Okay, now I mean so yeah so many years later so many more successes and ventures so many so right now so what well, did it come to a point where you're like I need to now put like an umbrella title over like you know the tribute act entertainment? so that only happened quite recently I would say obviously I've always had tribute act entertainment I've always had it mm-hmm. but you know I was very and this is also another wise business decision that kind of just naturally I realised I had to do was okay. because I was doing like oh I'm going to have this One Direction tribute and I'm going to have this Steps tribute and I'm going to have this Little Mix tribute and I'm going to run social media accounts for all three, I'm going to have websites for all three, you know and I'm doing it all, and I'm doing it all <laughs> like <Papa> I, Master. <laughs> and see, honestly see when you go into the Facebook app and you click on pages I've got about 40 <laughs> I've got about 40 pages like and it's all these like failed projects that have siren dancers you know what I mean oh I mean, it's all building, it's all like block building, but I think for me, it's, it's one of these things where I just wanted to always be known as the guy who was just doing stuff. You are, you, you are. That, I mean? For me, that's who you are. That's yeah. who I see you. And for the very short period of time, really, that yeah, we work yeah, together, yeah. that's who I see you, just doing it, yeah. making it happen. Yeah. And I really admire that. And I think there's, you know, that graft, yeah. but the attention to detail, not. You know, don't just churn out something for the yeah, sake of yeah. it. Like it always seems like what you make is of high quality. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I appreciate that. Thank uh, you. I genuinely mean that. Like from from you know the detail of like like we're seeing posters and photography. Yeah. But even like the music video shot, like you know, I've seen kind of behind the scenes footage and stuff that, and I'm like, you've put a lot of time, effort, and money. Oh, babe. And creativity is so that. See, coming out of the pandemic with a little fix, I was like, you know, we had been so successful. Mm-hmm. Like 
I had invested and not a lot of money, but I'd probably invested the best part of five grand in our twenty twenty theatre show. Yes. And we kicked it off. We did a show in Lanark, um, and then we kicked we did the concert hall in yes. Glasgow. Sold over two thousand tickets on the eighth of March, and then obviously the world shut down. Wow. And it was just it was hard because I was like, oh my god, I've just invested all this money, da 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 da. But I I just want to. I think when it for me as well, the, the idea of the kind of quality and the attention to detail is like, I want to walk in and meet a client and do a job, and I want to go. I know it's good. Mm-hmm. I know it's good. I don't have to worry. Is the client like it? Yeah. Is it okay? Like I know it's good. You don't need to sell it because and, it's, and it, that's that's a, it's a joint as a collective like. You know, the marketing's on point. The girls know, yeah. know their stuff. Yeah. Everybody loves it. We, mm-hmm. we bring a great energy. I always say to Max, I'm like, listen, it's a bit of an atmosphere. Totally. And it's like, you know, whether you're walking on and you're doing like a festival with 10,000 or you're walking on at, you know, Weems Bay Holiday Park and there's like 30 in the audience. Same experience. Same experience. Yeah. Same show. Because yeah. I, I am such a perfectionist and I instill that. Yeah. And people, and it's like, you know, we always do the same I show. think that's important. I think that really is important. I think that's really encouraging for Indies booking acts to know that that's what they get. They're getting quality. Yeah. Doesn't matter what your budget is like yeah. or what size of your event. Obviously, the budget reflects, like, obviously the event or whatever. But of course, in, in yeah. terms of what the quality that you're going to get, because I think there's something lost when you start being a bit blasé about it and just being like, I whatever. Like, yeah. They'll, they'll be happy with that. Yeah. No, no, no. Because no, no, no. it's your name that's going on it. Yeah. And it's, you're passionate about it. And I guess 100%. the minute that you're not being like that, that's when you would need to question, like, why am I doing this? Am yeah. I just doing it for the money or whatever? Yeah. And I think it's cool because in terms of tribute acts, there might be people coming to your shows that will never get the chance to see their favourite pop star because of the money that's involved, because the ticket prices for concerts are astronomical. I think with a little mix, that's where we really lucked out. I Mm -hmm. just think the timing of that, and like you said, really does open up that kind of live music experience to people who just can't pay 130 quid a ticket. You know what I mean? And that has a a lot to do with it. And Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You find yourself in so many situations where you're just... You know, you you know that you're doing these for people that maybe don't get to like see the because sometimes yeah. these kids believe you're at. Of course. You know what I mean? Maybe if they're not if they're a bit younger or they're maybe not overly like huge fans of the. You know yeah, I mean? but it's the pop star experience. They're getting they're that getting concert. They're yeah. getting that you know closeness, and that is something that we all I think we all cared about because mm. we we always like no extra charge. We always offer a free meet and greet after the show, no. always. And I, we bring like we autograph cards and the girls sign them because it's again, it's all part of it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's one thing for them to come and watch it, and then you go into a backstage and you you leave in the car. But see, it come out fifty minutes after a wee line, and you know that's make somebody's day, make somebody's world. Do you know I mean, like these are the things you remember as well. I think as a performer, yeah, when you have these interactions, yeah, not only with the people that you're working with on stage and looking out to crowd, but also just meeting people and and seeing their like the joy, the joy of it, yeah, and the escapism and. And like over the years, I know that you've made connections with the actual bands that yes. you've had, you know. And what has like their feedback been like? Um, everything's been great. Honestly, everything's been great. I think because I always wondered about that, you know, when somebody's yeah, so emulating who you are and what you do. Meg, one of the girls who was in Little Fix, had actually bumped into Little Mix. Wow. Um, at a studio in London, they were in rehearsing the Touch music video. Okay. Um, and she had bumped into them, and she was like, "Oh my god, can't get back." She told them about Little Fix, uh-huh. and 
she got pictures with him and all that. But then that's just like a passing, like yeah, just yeah. with each other. But yeah. then when we did Even Better and the Real Thing, mm-hmm. which is the BBC, and one of the dancers on the show was Little Mixie's dancer, Kieran. God, he'd, yeah. he'd done all their tours right up to their last one. Right. He was like with them from the very start. Obviously, you know, dancers just do jobs here, there, and everywhere. Yes, yes, so yes. he was a dancer on Even Better and the Real Thing. Mm-hmm. And he actually was like, sent, like sending Little Mix messages and we're waving. Oh, and they wished us all the best. Amazing. And then again, right up until. May this May 2022, we got me and the girls got free tickets to go and see Little Mix from their PR guys. So yeah, nice. really lovely. What what the biggest compliment if somebody has yeah it, it loves what you do so much that they're going to create their own version of that yeah. and spread that joy. Yeah, because like basically, obviously, we'll probably get into it again. But I did a lot of drag queen work during COVID because yes, I did. See yeah, that just because my business has stopped, and I don't know if you know Cammy from the campus days, Cameron Craig. No. He used to be called the X Factor acts to campus. Remember back in the day, uh-huh. you'd always have them. Every... You were always in campus. Always. Listen, <laughs> my acts, I was like, you... and this is like, this is again, this is me so hungry to make it. Uh-huh. I'm like, do you need a support act for One Direction? And he was like, oh, we don't think we do. Tech. We're sold out. And I'm like, I know you do. I'm like, you need one. <laughs> so, you know, I, got the, the cover boys, we ended up doing like five dates with the One Direction boys. And That's, I remember all that footage. That was amazing. And see now, like when you look at them and how famous they are, I'm like, ass. I sat in sitting at nightclub in Falkirk with Harry Styles getting my concealer. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did. I put concealer on his eyes. Did you not? Know? Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be where he is. If but Cammy, Cammy reached out to me and he's like, "Hey, mate. He's like, I'm guessing you're quiet because it was like 2020, 2020, summer yeah, 2020. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to do this drive, drive, drive time drag. And he's like, I need a tour manager. He's like, it's going all over the so UK. So you were high vis and all. I'm like, Scott, there he is, doing, doing just, it just in the mix, making a hand. Yeah. Like not being scared to roll your sleeves up, and yeah, I'm always that type of person. Yeah, I'll always be like when with the drag queens, I'm always like <laughs> the suitcases because they travel with twenty each. But you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a grafter, uh-huh. and I think again that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like I've been doing this since I was twelve, mm-hmm. and people forget it. Like when I tell people, like I used to go to school, and then I'd gig Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like just random gigs like the Rathal Boats Festival in Edinburgh, like yes. random things that yeah, pick like, and mix my you know, existing I've been doing it for such a long time that I, you know you need to graft ah. and I think doing that and the drag queen stuff you know definitely put me out of my comfort zone because you know it was doing something completely different but I actually the, 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 the kind of point of that was I met Little Mix's PR Simon okay. and this he's a lovely guy and he actually like messaged me and he's like listen Little Mix in Glasgow in two days time I knew they were because I'm like <laughs> you know what I mean I'm trying to get gigs around about it I'm like do you want a Little Mix after party because I can you know sort you out but he was like um, he's like do you guys want tickets and I'm like I'm like I mean if we're going and he was like yeah <laughs> pop, he's like pop them in the box office when I tell you we were five rows from the front uh-huh. bang in the middle uh. I, I think for for me it's like I just care about it being great. And like I said, it's for me, I know that my when I press play, I know the show is good. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to, in the back of my head, I'm not worried if a client's going to like it or not. Because yeah. I just know that it, we deliver and what we say Absolutely. we're going to deliver. And it's always been that, having that approach mm-hmm. of making sure what you do is really good. No, it's not, it's not like a kind of homemade yeah. version kind yeah. of thing. Like there is that quality element. And like you were saying, like you've turned your hand to so many things and you have to, especially in the early days when you aren't making enough money to invest it back in. Yeah, you're yeah. just making enough to like pay your bills or whatever. And or maybe just, not even that. And you're just trying to navigate. Ah, totally. But then there comes a point, and I'd mentioned this to you before we started recording about that thing of 
um, it, as your baby, you're kind of handing over to the world and there's certain aspects if you want to step it up or you just like literally don't have the time to yeah. do that thing that you then have to bring other people into that mix. Like we're talking about Jacob or whatever, yeah. like doing your videos or somebody that can do graphics or whatever. And you're saying like, I'm a whiz kid, I can do that. Yeah. But do you have the time? You or, can only do so much. Or are you, like, do you have the equipment or whatever? Yeah. How are you with that now? So the the the, the kind of not not so much taking a step back, but I think it's naturally because you know when I, you only do have one band, then I can give them my time. Mm-hmm. But now currently, I have a little mix: Duelipa, Ariana, Steps, Rihanna, and a Harry launching in May. Harry Styles launching in May. Mm-hmm. The guy I gave concealer to. I mean, no, I'm not the only one of you. <laughs> only one of me. So I've been kind of forced to mm-hmm. kind of like look at different ways of running it, mm-hmm. and actually. I think initially I struggled of like knowing that oh Julie was away I gag herself for day we are two dancers I'm stressed and I used to be like where are you sending your live location you know what I mean because I'm like you need to be you're supposed to be there in like ten minutes and they're like Scott the sat and I says three and I'm like you know it's that <laughs> I care and I I worry that never that they're going to do a bad job because oh. I always trust my performers but it's like I you know it's that kind of like control thing of knowing that what's going out like if I'm there then it will go well. If it doesn't, then it's my responsibility to fix it. Yeah. But you don't want anybody else to be in that position. Yeah, exactly. But last year, I definitely had a much laid back approach and it went swimmingly. Great. And it's kind of opened my eyes a bit to be like, do you know what? Because I used to do things like, oh, I can I can only book Dooley put out on Friday because I'm out with Little Mix on Saturday, yeah. which is stupid because you're turning down business. But I totally understand it. So yeah. I Because I kept, I mean, there was a, a reason why the cupcakes was the way it was because we all had other careers. Yeah. So we could only do so many gigs with the people that had. Yeah. But I tend to sometimes keep stuff small. Yeah. And, you know, when there's opportunity to grow, I get fearful. Oh, same. And then I just same. go, no, 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 just keep doing what we're doing. And that's fine. But there's then that wee pang of like, what if? Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's how I feel about the cupcakes, but I think there's probably moments where I could have spread her wings a wee bit wider and I just didn't for candy cupcakes were brilliant thanks and it was such a, a such a I know there's loads of other dance trips that do that but yeah. at the time as well in Scotland it was very niche totally like we were so lucky that it just you know it just was the right time for and all the arm, that. you had that kind of tie with the like all the, the, yeah the, I mean literally yesterday I had two inquiries still we're still getting inquiries because it's again, it's it's good. It was good. Yeah, and the girls were just amazing. Yeah. They're good people, professional performers. Um, get the job done. Like it was just yeah. Uh, we and loved the, it. And the and the Kennedy Cupcake song still on my Christmas playlist because I've never updated my, my playlist on iTunes. It's always on there. And I get, I, I do message you like I've a few Christmases going. That is a bop. I'm like that is a tune. You're like. I paid myself a great <laughs> I love it. I, you're much appreciated. It's like, a great really song. That. Yeah, just adventures. Yeah. Mean? But I, I do admire that you're now saying that you, you've taken that leap of, I can't be everywhere all of the time. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And actually it still works because, but the, the thing is, that's a well-oiled machine that you've created. And that's yeah. why it works because essentially you're still at the helm. You're not necessarily in every room every single time yeah but you are all seeing eye yeah and I've got and I've got like for now I've got a few people who I try so like I've got Maxine Scott she's a, I don't know if you she a dancer yeah she does like co-bridge like she's my dance captain Great. and trust with my life so yes. you know when she goes out and they do a guys like she's me then and Fair there's I, res- I respect her and I mm. trust her um and then obviously I have Mia as well so I have my own wee team internally great. who help keep me things right which is mm. great again because 
when you do have so many, when now that I've got so many yes. and I'm trying to juggle diaries, I'm trying to run social, it's hard. Like mm. I, I spend a lot of time on social media just because I think as well with the tributes and quite a lot of businesses nowadays is like, I am an online business. Mm-hmm. My clients are going to go and type in, uh-huh. watch yeah. it. So the, the marketing and the promo needs to be good to be because you're, you're, like I said, when I first started back in 2008, you know, People were like, you're doing a tribute to like a, a modern pop group. Whereas now there's like 15 little mixes. Wow, right. 10 Dua Lipas in the yeah, UK. So yeah. it's, it's a much more competitive, which I enjoy. Okay, I enjoy oh, it. That's an, let's get into that then. Yeah. Because I feel as if when, when the cupcake started, there was nothing to compare it to. Probably down south there was, but yeah. if there was, I didn't know about it. And I, I, obviously social media and all that's become a bigger part of our lives. Yeah. I'm interested in that because I watched that program it's on on a Saturday night just now with the tributes and the old stuff. Oh, they, they all do so, that. Yeah, I can't remember. I do know what you're talking about. Like like Starstruck or something? Something like that. Yeah. It's a bit like kind of Starstruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're all singing together but obviously competing because there's only one winner in each yeah. round or whatever. And I wonder about that like because they all seem on screen obviously and that's what you see in the telly is not necessarily real life but they all seem very for each other. Yeah. What is like what is it like behind the scenes like when you are meeting I other think, tribute acts? Oh you know what I think is you, you obviously bump into you're never going to bump into the same tribute act because they're not going to put two little mixes on their face yes. but you definitely like bump really mucked up yeah exactly oh you know we've, we've got little fix and little checks you know what I mean it's like but it's like the names are catching me up but um, no I think I think because you do bump into like on the circuit you'll, you know I'll be like oh girls we're, we're doing a gig with Katie Ellis who's Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and you just bump into them because you do the same festival the same circuit yeah you, you know I think everybody wants everybody there's enough work Great. That's enough, good to hear. There's enough for everyone, and you're just like staying in your lane, doing your thing, keeping your eyes. That's what it. You're doing. That is it, and I think as well, like when you when you do manage to kind of understand that that's all you need to do, because mm. comparison's the thief of joy. It's the worst. Don't get me wrong. I've been guilty of it in the past. And, okay. You know when you're the early days and stuff, and you know you do pat. I used to panic whenever I would see like something else come out because, like I said, I'm not saying that you know I'm no kind of person carrying the flagpole, but I do feel like back in the early days, very rare to find a pop trip young, mm-hmm. very rare, very rare. Whereas now it's like it's such a big part of that mm-hmm. industry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The holiday parks and you know it's such a big there's part a of it. But no, there's enough for everyone. That's and, good to hear. You know, like our diary this year from the getting the little fits girls and stuff. It's chock a block. Great. Which is great. And I, like I said to you when I, before we kind of started recording, it is try to mentally prepare mm-hmm. for what's coming up now because like it just start starts to kind of take that incline and then you hit the summer period and it's and it's great and it's busy. But yeah, I've 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 found this respect for myself that mm-hmm. I think pre-COVID, how did I do it? How on earth I know, did I do it? Uh, yeah. Out all weekend, doing the sixteen-hour days, and then it's Friday, Thursday, sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, getting home, and then all of a sudden you've got emails because you need contracts and admin. And when do I fill the tank back up? You know, and I think COVID was obviously nice because it was a stop. Yeah. And yeah. everyone. Yeah. Everyone. So you didn't feel of like. Of course, oh, you weren't the only one. It was like like FOMO. Wasn't yeah. It? Because nobody was doing anything. Yeah. So yeah, you know, and obviously to acknowledge the fact that obviously it was a terrible time for people, but of course, equally, yeah. if you were safe and you were, you know, you had a roof over your head and you were able to still feed yourself, yeah. Then yeah, there was that moment of 
pause and everybody's paused, so I don't need to worry. And I don't need to feel bad about it. Everybody's yeah. doing stuff and I'm not yeah. diving. But then the thing of that is, is then coming back out of it, 2021, 2022, I've definitely struggled to kind of get back at that level of intensity. And being hard on yourself about that. But actually, that's quite a good thing, yeah. probably, that yeah. you're not that crazy mental go, 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 because yeah. burnout is a real thing. Yeah, and I think everybody as well who you know, as maybe a part of my life or somebody who would kind of consider themselves a close friend of mine would definitely say that I'm a workaholic. I am. That's <laughs> I feel like I'm at a, a meeting. You know what I mean? I am Scott and I'm a workaholic. Um, but I think I am. And I think you need to be in terms of like when you are that, you know, you do have your own business and, you know, you, you have no other... to switch off. As, the, the lines are blurred yeah. in terms of what your life is. And, and you know, you, what's worked. you're responsible for bringing in the money like you're not getting a, a salary or you, yeah. every month so i think for me I, and i enjoy my work but I, I was going to say but equally i feel like you would not that i'm putting out in the world that scott doesn't want to make any money but that you would still be doing it yeah regardless yeah. i feel like you would still be finding a way to make yeah, it possible I, I feel i do feel now as well that even though i'm saying i'm struggling to get into the kind of the kind of running of it mm-hmm. and the kind of going at that level i definitely have managed to get a bit more balance in my life that's great with you know what i mean I, I definitely tell myself now that monday tuesday is my weekend and i don't respond to emails like which it. is annoying because the average normal working week is monday to friday mm-hmm. so coming on monday I, I get quite a few inquiries because people are back in the office let's but i have now just said i can wait because and don't get me wrong i, I do respond to the odd thing if it's something that maybe time sensitive or whatever mm-hmm. but i'm very good at now treating a monday and tuesday as my weekend so good very and I've been good. I'm very proud of you. Thanks, thanks. And it's hard. And don't get me wrong, I still deal with work stuff. That don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lesson to be learned. And I literally just go on big, huge walks with my dogs those days. Like we'll go down to Air Beach or whatever. And I literally, I love anywhere that I have no phone signal. Signal. Mm. That's where you'll find me. So I know some good walks when I don't get signal. Really? Nobody can get a hold of me. And it's you know I, that is something that I'm quite proud of myself because I think before I, I would never have done that. Mm. You know, I was the type of person that would be, like, sitting on my laptop in my bed at half 11 at night, like, you know, designing a... Uh-huh. You know what I mean, or whatever. Because I think what you do isn't, you know, as much as it is a tribute to that band, and you're saying you like to get things really, really close to the original, there's still creativity in there. There's, yes. still, oh, and there's yeah. still creative choices that to be made, because yeah. they are not Little Mix in the sense that they're not wearing every outfit that every Little they Mix don't, yeah. worn, so you need to be making these creative choices. And we don't copy choreography because it's mm-hmm. not cool to do that. So... The choreography in the show is, you know, created for the show um, because, you know, you, you need to be And careful. is that something that you oversee? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, when it comes to, like, costumes and stuff and, you know, things like that, then, yeah, I, t- I try and make it a close match. But arrangements of tracks, mm-hmm. all or, every single track that we do is now custom made. And I'll say to the guy, throw me in, like, a, a 4-8 dance break and make it spicy, you know what I mean? And then... <laughs> like this track but and he's brilliant the guy who does my music in Scott's language and you know what I mean it's like <laughs> make, it spicy. make it spicy and it, it like so like things like that are definitely like you know creative that's choices that's that I get to make lighting for our shows when we do our theatre shows and stuff like that so yeah I do because that's the creative in you and I think that's important to keep that bit alive as much as you're definitely a business person yeah you've got that business mindset you're this is all born out of yeah you loving singing and dancing and I think I think, <laughs> I think the creativeness as well you know I used to question if I did have it because I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm just copying people. Yeah, I did get to that point for a while, but you know what? See, during the pandemic, I'll tell you, I have never felt like the world was a, had went crazy until I was 
running about a warehouse in Coat Bridge as a zombie for a week. And I was doing I was doing the drive time track. It was in Coat Bridge and it, it ran for like 10 days. Okay. So basically I was doing, during COVID, I was doing, this is what I mean. My life's crazy. I just keep it in my head in my hands. But I, I had done, I had done the drive time drag thing during the summer. Mm-hmm. And then the work still wasn't there in no. terms of like, you know what I mean? Singing was banned. It was legal for a while. Um, so I was like, what can I do? So I spoke to my lighting guy, Stephen, who owns Mac Events, based up in Coatbridge, who's, by the way, again, somebody who's so local, but so bloody brilliant. He's just out, was out doing the Kaiser Chiefs tour, and he designs all the lighting, and he's only in Coatbridge. He's phenomenal. And he has this big, massive unit, and he his work had stopped, because okay, events. Yeah, yeah, of course. So... Just one night, I was like, and it was like this is right. Th- th- this is around about July time. And I was like, voice note. I was like, Stephen, why don't we do like an immersive zombie thing in in your warehouse, like over Halloween and sell it at like, cause everything at that time is groups of six people from the same household. Yes. So we sold it as a group of six from the same household, but we had loads of struggles because we had to have like perspex walls for our zombies, so the zombies were never. Oh gosh, right, aye, so of course. We, we would bring you, we would bring you into like narrow corridors, but then it would just be like perspex, and the zombie would be up against perspex. So I've always said to Stephen, by the way, we need to do like a new, like do it again and be like, the best time there's no COVID, we're going to get you, you know what I mean? But I think at that point, like I'm standing with a chainsaw, a latex zombie mask on, old clothes from my charity shop that I'd bought and took like a saw to and blood and dipped it in tea and all that, and like rags. I'm sure standing like. I'm like, what? What's happened in the world? Um, and I, I, I chose to be a zombie. I chose to be a zombie to save money. I had got all my friends in because they were all like everybody in the same boat again. Uh, I was like, do you want to be a zombie for ten days? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then worked out all the budgets and I was like, yeah, this is what we do. So ran about a warehouse for ten days. But I think that that experience let me know that I am creative uh-huh. because I that came from nothing. I branded it. It was a voice note. I branded it. And it, very quickly, all within like six weeks, yeah. and it sold out every single slot. Wow. And I love that, um, obviously, the entrepreneurial spirit that you've obviously got, but I also love your self-belief. Yeah, I, yeah, I do have self-belief. I do. That's really, really great to hear, and it's yeah. great to hear your knowledge of that. Yeah, yeah, I do, actually. And I'm I... writing a poem just now about that very thing. Yeah. And the, the, the road to that. Uh, the opening line is that the, the road to self-belief is lying and weary. Yeah. Because I think it's not a linear path. You don't all of a sudden just wake up and go, yeah. I totally believe myself. But I think there was, there's maybe that wee ember burning yeah. everybody. Of course. But able to tap into that. I think for me, that, that kind of feeling of, you know, having the self-belief, again, goes right back to Scott Garvin's bedroom with like, going, I'm going to be a pop star. Like, I believed it. Mm-hmm. If you had met like twelve year old Scott, I was obnoxious. I was like, I was showing you my new dance routine, you know. And I think I've always, I've always had that belief, and I always think to myself, if I'm going to do something, then I need to not only do it right, do it well, do it good. I also need to like know that I am good at doing it. Yes. You know what I mean? Because then yeah, you're not pulling the wool over your own eyes. Yeah, yeah. And the zombie run thing was definitely like. it was like a kind of we tap on the shoulder and just be like, you know what, you can do stuff. Like, ah, look, we're doing it. <laughs> we were doing happening. it. But I definitely. And despite all the obviously you know restrictions and, and yeah. challenges of that and that time and yeah. just the uncertainty of it all. Do you know what I mean like so strange? And now and now you know, cut to two thousand twenty three and you're about to embark on which sounds like a very busy very year. busy year. Yeah, which is nice. Like it is nice, and the, the good thing about this year as well is like 
we're doing I'm doing this like ultimate pop party theatre show before the pandemic for like 2017, 18 and 19 and obviously the start of 2020 mm-hmm. Little Fix had their own theatre show um, but this time around I was like look I've now got more acts mm-hmm. and it's quite if I don't say so myself for me it's a bit smart because I'm like I'm, I'm generating the work myself yeah. so rather than just sitting there waiting for someone Somebody to like inquire I'm like I'm going to make this show with mm-hmm. Ariana do a Little Fix going to call it Ultimate Pop Party book it into theatres to agents and you're creating your work and it's, we're quite lucky we've got something like 25 26 dates it was also a pop party this year that's so cool so yeah that's we're in the pavilion on the 11th of june in glasgow mm-hmm. doing nice. the ultimate pop party um which is great you know but we're like for example next week this first and second of april we're down in like skegness and you know tours the whole yeah. country basically so but again I, that's i'm lucky i get to do that because i do that with an agent mm-hmm. a guy based in school bride Called David Halford, who owns art. Oh, David! Do you? I know David. So, Shona is Shona, right. yeah. She sponsored the cupcakes. Ah, so, we rehearsed in Shona's studio. For like for years. Well, yeah, David, he's my theatre agent. So, he books me, he books Ultimate Pop Party in all the venues. Wow. And I'm dead lucky because David, like, he really does believe in what I do. And I know he does because it, when, we, when I first met him years ago for coffees, for a coffee, mm-hmm. he, he wanted to, he had this idea of putting a little mixed tribute in a theatre show. Yeah, I forgot that's what he does. Like, yeah. He works at the pavilion, like, MDs, like, yeah. Pantor or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. But that's actually what his job is. Ah, that's what he does. Ah. So, I'm very lucky in the sense of, like, he doesn't try and, you know, push the margins. Like, mm. he covers me, my cast, my dancers. I bring my own sound. Mm-hmm. I bring my own light. When we go on our theatre tours, it's, like, three vans. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's, like, a cast of 12 on the road. You know what I mean? And... He's he's great that way. He always says like, yep, yeah. and I'm because there's that trust there. They know you're going to deliver the goods. It's always a good show. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that, I think that's what always is going to be the thing that you can stand back and if as long as you know that, then you know you've got the confidence to do whatever. You know what I mean. And like of all the things you've achieved, do, do you think you've always had like a a bucket list or like a here's where I'm going next, or are you just more reactive in well, the moment? I'm reactive in the moment. Okay. I. I think with this industry as well, like with the, the kind of modern pop tribute thing, everything tends to have a bit of a shelf life mm. in terms of popularity. So you go and see a Tina because, you know, Tina, yeah, you go and see an Elvis. Or kind of thing. You go and see Elvis because yeah. Elvis isn't here anymore. Yeah. And you enjoy that music yeah, and that, success. whatever. Whereas, like, for me, it's like trying to sell a little mix. So when I had the One Direction boys, when One Direction died off about a year later, naturally it just tails Fair off okay. so it's a different type of like a different animal kind of thing yeah so, so then you're reacting to what when i found out when i found out in like september october that rihanna was doing the super bowl <laughs> i reached out to my old rihanna girl and i was like fans are slipping on those uh performing pants again you know and she was game so ah. the rihanna's in rehearsals and you are you are i mean let's not forget you are creating work for lots of people yeah and that and again i think as well for me when, because I, I was very lucky that in 2021 that I had received quite a wee bit of Creative Scotland funding. Just to, like, it was an application I made. And because let me tell you, as somebody who's self employed, and I don't know if other people have said this to you, but this is just my personal opinion. I think the bounce back scheme was stupid. Don't get me wrong, not stupid in the term, it was helpful, but the timing of it was terrible. So they, they issued all these bounce-back loans in like July, August, September of 2020, but then shut the country down in Christmas 2020, which I understand why. Like, I'm not... Debating that. Debating that, and yeah. I, I was very much all for it at the time, you know what I mean? My mum was very, like, poorly at the time as well, okay. so I was super protective about yeah. all that. But 
it just in hindsight, I probably spent a lot of that on a comeback that never happened because of the restrictions came back again. Okay. So then when things were when it, we all kind of got that feeling that things were finally lifting, you know, like summer twenty twenty one, you remember? Yes. It felt like a good time. Yeah. It's still odd restrictions here yeah. and there, yeah. but I was at a loss because I was like. I've been living on this self-employment income support scheme, which was like a 20% reduction in what I was used to because you only got 8% of whatever. Of course. So I never really had the funds to like inject something inject and make a statement of like, we're back, we're yeah. ready. So what I ended up happening is I applied for Cape Scotland. I got some great funding and I just was like, let's just throw everything mm-hmm. at it. And that's when I launched to do a leap in the Ariana and stuff like that. So I was very lucky because it really... That getting that did give me a wee bit of more of a passion again because I was like, I can do what I want to do mm-hmm. in this That's immediate in the immediate future. Like, you know, I can now launch these, I can pay my choreographer mm-hmm. like our 25 30 pounds an hour, uh-huh. I can pay the studio higher. Like, I don't need to worry. And then, like you said, by that, you're just paying into other creatives' yeah, pockets, yeah, totally. And it's, I love can it. Work for people, I mean, I wouldn't have the career. I've got if it hadn't been for other people. Yeah, oh, same. Oh, you know same. I mean? Yeah, like, same. And people being loyal as well, and, and you know, if you do a good job in turn, they will come back to either you. come back to you or they will tell somebody else. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like you exist, and a lot of my work is repeat work. Brilliant. A lot it was of the same it. with the cupcakes. To be fair, we yeah. and that's what I liked about it because it felt like you know that people really valued what you'd offered because they would get you back the next year. We would be at the. I can tell at Canal Festival, year in, year out, from like 2010 right up to like, yeah. they were asking us last year, I think it was. I mean, it's great to see new things arrive, of course. Like, I absolutely encourage yeah. newness, you know, and, and younger people coming up with ideas and creativity. But from a client's point of view, if they know they're going to get, they're going totally, to get. Totally, totally. And like you said, there's room for everybody. Of course there the is. events. There's events popping up and it's great to see that, you know, live events are very much. You know, yeah, I'm, I feel very blessed, actually. Achieved. I feel very blessed that we're, we are like, this will be the busiest year for the business. That's good. This will be the busiest year, which is nice and busier because... I've multiplied how many acts I've got, so I'm just casting my net further. And again, I'm finding now that I'm having to spend a lot more time on the logistics. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there is so many things going on, so I'm like, okay, who's driving there? But um, no, I feel like, you know, this year is definitely hopefully going to be a great year in terms of, you know, the business growing. I want to get a premises Mm. just because, like, I do pay a lot in studio hire. Of course. And like I said to you, my office is literally growing. You know so I mean? are they things that have always been on like you were saying you're reactive most of the time it's not this big grand plan necessarily yeah but is there things on a list that you're like that'd be cool if we could achieve that or i think there's just i think for me it's more about just like sensible business options and i think yeah. that's i think that's definitely something i'm going to try and get sorted mm. this year that enough i don't it doesn't even need to be huge no it, no you know, as long it's pro- and it's probably quite good for you to have that like you were saying that kind of being able to close your studio door your uh, office door to have that separation as well because yeah. you've now tapped into the benefits of looking after yourself yeah. having time for yourself yeah. so that's just an extension of that in it where you're just like well that's the studio so the things happen in the studio and I've got my space at home that's yeah. not infiltrated with rain. no that's it and I think it, like that divide is important and I've definitely managed to strike that kind of balance which yeah. I love for myself like I, I do love it and I think, you know, it's, it's the same as everything. Like, if work's busy, I'm busy, and, yeah. I might, and I might do some work at night or whatever. But overall, there's a divide. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much like, I'll have my dog walked by half eight in the morning. I'll get a shower. I'll come home and I'll have a shower. I'll have my maple pecan pastry, my cup of tea, 
and I'll be at my desk, and I'll be every morning. Every morning? Every morning. It's terrible, but... It's not terrible! It's my guilty pleasure, but I'm telling you, inflation... Don't you feel guilt? That maple pecan was 65p, and it's a pound. I know when I usually buy packs of two if I can, but every morning I'm at my desk for nine in the morning. Okay. And I'm very disciplined that way. That does not surprise me. Like, I'm super disciplined. Like, always I'll be at my desk, Ah. and I'll do nine... Till like 11, mm-hmm. when a dog walked till maybe 12, half 12, mm-hmm. I'll come and do another few hours in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then come five, I'll literally close the door. If anything that the pandemic, pandemic has taught us, you need to look after yourself. You know, it helps Mentally, physically, mm-hmm. it's important. And I feel like when it comes to mental health, I think I'm very lucky in terms of like, I never really experienced that mm-hmm. until, you know, maybe... 2021 okay i had never before growing up and people mentioning they were anxious or i'm so i'm so feeling i never understood it and i always i was always respectful of it but i was i could never imagine that wasn't your life experience i'm just like what 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 is it you're feeling like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean what they'll be like oh i'm just dead i feel dead i I never could understand it but since then you know certain things i've definitely had my share of it Mm -hmm. and i think i've became more understanding of giving myself time for myself. I appreciate you sharing that, like because yeah. it's important to say. And I think it's like that taking back the onus of your your own mental health as well. Yeah. And yeah. and you know it's important to reach out for help, and there is help out there and medication or, or counselling or whatever you need. Yeah. But also going, what can I do? Yeah. And if there's something in my life that I'm doing that's not conducive to that plan yeah then i need to try and make that you know make that change yeah and if it make... is like switching off your computer you owe it to yourself ah. and the thing is as well is my best friend john your uh, jiminy cricket we have such things. we have such a great relationship we are you know he'll facetime me hey how are you and i'll be like i'm terrible and it's just like that honesty that. and i can just say it and he can be like oh let's talk about it or whatever and i think having that i feel super lucky because it's like a lot of people not so a lot of people don't but just see having that kind of friend that will check in me every day and you can be that honest way and say i'm feeling a bit mm-hmm. feeling a bit low or feeling yeah. a bit not great today or i'm having a great day like great. you know and the fact that you know i have him there and we, we both kind of help each other through x y and z i'm lucky that i've got that friendship and, I definitely and in terms of it. you know being a male in this world i think that's really important like saying that as yeah. well like because yeah genuinely every generally everybody needs to be more open about like we just need to be more open with each other about yeah, our feeling. Too, but, but there's so many barriers and challenges in front of that for a lot of people and you know having i've I had a group on called the men who and they facilitate um men's circles like talking circles yeah and it's that very thing of like just like finding it difficult to speak speak about how yeah. you actually feel and I think if we were just speaking about it more... Oh, my God, it takes like, so much pressure off. See, yeah. the minute you do, it ah. really does. And like I said, i so lucky that I never experienced it to so late on because I know I know friends of mine who have dealt with it like for mm-hmm. years. But speaking about it, you definitely you take the pressure off and you take that kind of feeling of loneliness about it away because yeah. somebody gets it's it. problem shared is a problem have, they say. That's and it. it's not going to necessarily take away instantly just saying it, but... Gosh, like it gives you even 10% relief, it's oh, worth it. Yeah. 100%. And, yeah. there'll, and there'll be somebody there for you. Even if you feel like you've got nobody in the world, there'll be, you know, whether it's a professional or a stranger, like, I think it's just, like, finding that one person that you can yeah. just be that And I think with. for me, I think I, life's short. 
2011, I lost my dad. 2016, I lost my brother to MS. Last September, I lost my mum. And then four weeks after that, I lost my brother. Scott. You know what I mean? So I think, but so try to navigate all of that as well as like keep your head above water, run the business and everything else. I think it was probably inevitable that it was going like, you know, I was going you've to... You've been through so much. I mean, so has everyone, you know what I mean? But but you've been through so much. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a difficult six months, I'd say. You know what? what I mean? Um, really, really. I'm just really sorry that oh, that's... I mean, it's fine. I think, I think the thing with my mum was, with my dad, like my dad passing, you know, it was, of course it was difficult and of course it was hard. But, you know, again, like I said to you about, you know, losing a pet, it's like, as a family, you grieve that together when you lose someone like that. Um, and then my brother, when he passed away with MS in 2016, that was very, a lot of um, pre-work was done because he was sick. Okay. So, so there was that. That, ex- that expecting yeah, it and kind of almost hoping for it in the end because he was so, so suffering. suffering. You know what I mean? And it's then going into this year and, because I was such a mummy's boy, like, you know, talking about that. that. Your mum? Oh, inseparable. And I, you know, I was very much her caretaker, I'd take her to all her appointments, and I was very much that. Right. So that was like a, oh, you know, that was like a, Can't imagine. a big hit. But again, I think having the work, like, I took two weekends off. I took two weeks off. I know. If you could see my head. I know. I took two <laughs> so weeks off. Well, practically. And then I went so back I'm... to work. I went back to work. For like two or three weeks, and then I ended up taking another three mm-hmm. weeks or a week after my brother passed. Okay, I mean, I mean, I'm not judging you whatsoever because it's, that's your solace as well. It's your coping mechanism as Correct. well. Correct, and yeah. you, you you did what you thought was right at the time for you, and nobody would you know question that whatsoever. Yeah, but I guess you've got to do that to then know that actually this isn't. And sometimes it's not the smartest thing. You think it's good for you, but it's sometimes you need to really you know take time to ask yourself, "Am I okay?" You of know course. what I mean. And I think as well, I'm also just you know I I have never really done the whole therapy route, but I, I do it now. Listen, see if if anybody could have like therapy every day in life, I would like advocate for it. Yeah, like, hugely. I think. And again, it was... and, it, and it and it doesn't need to necessarily be. At a crisis point, yeah, like I think it would be just amazing if everybody had access to that whenever they wanted yeah. it or, or not even needed it in vertical commas because it's to, for somebody to hold space for you, yeah, and, and to, to all about, be all about you. And if you have that moment just to see what's yeah. in your mind, that's uh-huh. important. And that's why, like, your relationship with, with John probably is he's the one that pushed, he was like, You need to, you uh-huh. need to, you need to, you know what I mean. And sometimes you're people around you your pals or whatever know you better than you know yourself yeah exactly because i because yeah. i think at the time as well i won't go into too much detail but mm. my my mum's passing was super traumatic it wasn't it wasn't nice you know what i mean it wasn't a nice experience and i think you know after that i was like right and you know this is when i took when i went back to work and I ended up taking the break after it again i was like right and you know, I need to really take some time for myself here Stop because what yeah, to you. yeah, it was really? it wasn't nice, but um because you know, the focus is on the person who's ill, yeah, and not on you, but actually it's happening to you, yeah. It's... But I feel I feel now though I do feel in a good place, and I and I can say that honestly, like I feel in a great place. That's I feel really I do, and I genuinely mean that. I feel like I've managed to do a lot of like processing, and I've done a lot of like self-searching and asking myself you know are you sure you don't and I, I feel good it's that horrible thing where people you know it's like time's a healer and, but there's a there's a certain amount of truth to that as well in terms of like you, I can't imagine you ever heal entirely from losing somebody that's yeah, so yeah. but it's that time and space to go you, know, you can't go over it you can't go under it's the bear hunt 
and time, I, time's you know, a healer. Analogy. Time's a healer, but you know when you're when you are self-employed, you know you need to keep on grinding because mm. you can't. Eh? You can't. I know it's that. It's like you feel like you're going to get left behind almost, or you're like, I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. That, that, <laughs> it's like, like they can't live on fresh air. That that is what it was for me. You know what I mean? I mean, the argument would be, we'll just go and get a job, pack it in, and go and get it. And you're like, Do you see me? And like, do you see? Do you see? I say it. John, John. Fair though, I can see you turn your hand to anything. I can, I can imagine anything you would do. You would do it yeah. with full gusto, and you would do it brilliantly. <laughs> and there would probably be some sort of rhinestone involved. Oh, always. <laughs> Even the least glamorous job. See, sometimes like I'm, I, I'm brushing my teeth and there's a rhinestone in my toilet. <laughs> I am not joking, by the way. You're just like leaving them wherever you go. And then see, when, <laughs> see when I empty like my my, my shark hoover, it's like sparkling <laughs> as it goes in the bin. Because like, on, can I tell you how? See those costumes I just made. Cause, cause I, every time I had to buy the like buy them from the company. You must went, know how much the, each individual rhinestone cost you a lot. Wait a minute. I bought forty five thousand rhinestones. What? Five thousand. Because I went through all the emails and each pack has fourteen hundred and forty in it. You did like, the maths. I did. I was like three packs, one pack, ten packs. I was like forty three packs of rhinestones, all different sizes. But yeah, I mean it's worth it. Now, now when they open up and they're like, yeah, and the crowd go, Ooh, I'm like, yeah, my work here is done. My work here is done. But um, yeah, it's it's one of these things where I just it has to be perfect, uh-huh. and that's always. And I think if you ask anybody, yeah, you know, I I when I'm I'm known as like a wee bit of like, you know, crack me whip at rehearsals. Like we'll do like because we had the first um ultimate pop party in the start of February, we were in rehearsals basically from like the eighth of January mm-hmm. right through, and. Uh, the weekend before the the show started, we were in doing like tech like runs and stuff, and it's a two forty five minute right. Mm-hmm. But obviously in a rehearsal setting, you're not taking that fifteen minute break in the middle because you're like right, change next costume, let's run the second act, and I'm running it. And it was a Sunday afternoon as well, and the show's two forty five. We were on our third run, so we'd done the shows three times. Right. And um, I was like, okay guys, um, everybody get grab a drink and get back into your opening costumes. Oh and then God. one of my dancers, Maxim, was like, we're probably going to have to like just either call it, call it the quits for today or like give them a wee hour break. And again, that's just because I just want it to be good. Yeah. And that's and it, yeah, there's no malice in it, and you're not there's no malice. No, and, and you're not also like and the, you respect the people that you're working with. Yeah, when you get in that headspace. And the minute she said it, I was like, absolutely, yeah. everybody. And then like, do you know what I mean? Or I'll yes. go pass my phone around. But everybody orders to just eat, and I'll get everybody's food because the guilt kicks in because you know you've been in work mode. You know what I mean, like. But I think that, that's really great that you're you're a being dishonest. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's important to say that. Yeah, yeah. You can't just be like, yes, I do everything correctly oh, all the time. And I don't. Nobody does. No, I, I don't, and it's, it's and it, acknowledging, and it's always just because I always have I, I get an ass point when my blinkers are on. Ah, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when somebody and actually you goes, take the, you take, you're able to take that criticism or that 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 comment from somebody and be like, we need to stop now. Yeah. And you say absolutely, you're not the person that. And oh, never, that. never. Of course not. But yeah, and I think again, that's just like that's my work ethic. It's actually, it all comes down to you're a passionate person. You're a good person. Yeah. And all you're doing is striving to be do as best the job as you can possibly. That's that. I just want. Nobody can fault you for that. Yeah, I just want to be known as that person. But it's like his tributes are good. I don't think anybody could. Yeah, you know I mean, advice. that's all I want. And if you could pick like one thing that kind of stands out for you, like biggest lesson overall in your career thus far, what is the overarching like lesson learned? My biggest lesson would be distinguish taking things personally. And 
things just being how it is. Like, you know, th- things are going to happen and it's about how you react, I think, for me. Because when I, I definitely, evolution of myself would be, like I said, I, when some, there would never be change. I don't cope well with change okay. in general. Okay. But whenever it used to happen, I could throw myself into a, a you know, a tizzy. Okay. Yeah. But now, things like life happens, mm-hmm. changes happen, mm-hmm. people come and go, and you actually end up, for me as well, sometimes the fresh blood is good. You know, sometimes... Nothing somebody, stays the same. When somebody goes, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and move on or whatever, you know, then three months later, you've got some fresh blood and everything feels exciting again because this person is their first time. Yeah, so, so they're giving it loud. So I think my biggest lesson... Energy. Yeah, the biggest lesson is like, you know, distinguish where... Mm-hmm. How personal you take things, yeah. Especially because of the nature of the work, because it's not as if I do just sit in my office and they no, go. Out. No. I'm very hands on. Yeah. I spend five, like ten hours a day driving sometimes, like five hours to gig, five hours back. So you naturally get close to these people. Of course. Definitely, like I think my relationship with like the kitty cat dolls, compared to my, my relationship with my ex now, is very different. Okay. But they still know that they can come at me if there's an issue. You know what I mean? We have that like closeness and you know if somebody's going through something yes. you know i like to keep that i like to i always i always say to people when they work for me because i know what energy i can give off sometimes okay. but it's but it only is because i'm I, I, I i'm working i always make a point of saying to them like like you have to come and tell me i'm approachable yeah 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 i mean just I, i'm in work mode until you tell me otherwise like if you need me for anything just pick up the phone and i always try and make sure everybody who works for me knows that mm-hmm. and, I, and i like to think that we've got like a, a great wee like healthy work environment like everyone like we go to rehearsals and we have a blast Good. you know what i mean and we're yeah, out, we're out. i mean like if you're not, why are we doing it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's graft, it's hard work, it's sacrifice, it's all the hours of the yeah. day. So if you're not having fun, I mean, somebody else said this in a podcast I was listening to last night, she was talking about acting, she was like, if we're not enjoying this, why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? Exactly. And I, that's something I say over and over again. Because it's not, it's not just a carry on. I mean, it can be. It times, can be, yeah, but, but it's it's hard work. Yeah, it's hard work, and that's the thing again. People just the you know the, the actual life on the road, like in terms of like going out and doing the gig, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's nobody tough. gets to really see that. And you need to part no, of it either. They just, see the Instagram video of you performing wings to an audience looking like you have an yeah, amazing time. You just like beam yourself there. You're yeah, like, no, no, no. It was a five-hour journey. Yeah, all cramped in a car, really. Yeah, then you're <laughs> on doing equipment. Yeah, you're doing your makeup in a marquee, and it's nearly yeah. blown away because it's raining, like. Yeah, I just, if you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And oh, second to that as well, it's like, if, if you come into, like, I always say to people when, like, somebody new comes on board or whenever we're having, like, a kind of, like, a, a, a group chat, if you like, mm-hmm. I always say to everybody, like, we, this is a we thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a me thing. Mm-hmm. So I always encourage ideas. Great. I encourage you know, like, oh, we should really do this, med- whatever. I'm all well, ears. these talented people come with their own creativity. They're talented. Yeah. For me, it's like, I want it to be collaborative. I want, I want them to care about it. Mm-hmm. I want them to be like, I'm so proud of this. Yes. You know what I mean? Because when you have that type of culture and that type of energy, everything's going to go well. It's going to soar. Because, you know, everybody's... Nobody's resenting it. Passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again lovingly that takes it right back because that's what the, that's what the kitty cat dolls had we wanted it yes we wanted it you know what totally. i mean like it's i said so evident. 120 pound in romania for a week 
all of us. I went, and you know what? Because we had went, I had realised I hadn't packed speedos, and I'd went to a wee shop, and the speedos were like twenty five euro, and I was like, I'm spending like a quarter, quarter of my fees. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll just swim in my pants. But that that again that I owe everything to them mm. because we all cared and we all wanted it to do well. You know what I mean? And it was nice with the Kitty Cat Dolls because we did like 2009, 10, 11, mm-hmm. and then I think it kind of parted ways in 2012. Okay. And then we came back in 2017, oh. and we did like a wee tour of the Middle East. We that's did it. Right. Yeah, we. That's right. And it and it was the loveliest time ever because everyone was just a wee bit more older, and you know what I mean. And we were don't get me wrong, it was a case of like, oh, I don't know if we can get away with wearing the high waisted <laughs> like high cut pants anyway. Just do you know what I mean? But uh, we had a great time and. No, and I, and I owe, like, and I, I make sure that I say to, like, the girls who are with me now, I'm just like, you know, I make sure if we're, the way if, we're, if, we're doing, if we do we overnight somewhere in a wee caravan somewhere, you know, I'll get my phone up and I'll, or the laptop and I'll show them the Kitty Cat Dolls live at Uber Girl 2009, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I show them all these things because I'm like, these, were, this is us finding our way. Ah, this is us just doing it. It was such an exciting time in my life. like, And I have to thank you for that opportunity because oh, I loved it. By the, see the it. choreography you taught. Well, ask, Le- no, ask Lisa, ask Alana. I, I could put them on a stage in the morning and they wouldn't know it. And Lisa's like, Lisa always says to me, she's like, I could do a show tonight. <laughs> like, it's in my box. She's not done it for like seven days. She's like, I can do it. The choreographer forgets it. Like, yeah. kind of like, and you have this now. I'm moving on. Yeah. I, I, would, I mean, I would look at it and go, that kind of looks like something I would do. Oh, that that's, looks like a Lisa Kennedy move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I genuinely loved it. I remember the buzz about that, certainly that night in Arta. Yeah. And just feeling that we'd done something that was really quite different different oh. different at the time and, and i was proud like i'd invited people to come along and the people that i was working with at the time and i remember taking that picture with the girls all standing like, yeah oh. and we don't and the thing is is like really we had no clue what we were i feel doing. like would you call her what was her name that was with the pussycat oh robin <laughs> <laughs> yeah. print, like yeah. pencil skit on oh, yeah. i wouldn't even look at me now that pencil skit but i just but we never had a clue what we were doing no and we were, and, it work. And, and I think, it and I think there is really something special. Oh, and that non-overthinking of things. Non-overthinking. What was that like? And really, at the time, what was really special about it is actually money wasn't the driving force. It really wasn't. It, it was oh. like, it was like we are going to add Jai Ho, and I am so excited about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> It was, and that... The that, naivety of that, there's something special. So special in it, because uh-huh. you create, we just created so many incredible memories, done so many things. Are you like, we'd never, how did we get in that room? Like, many people doing that thing. And it's just like, you know, I, sometimes I, I think I need to like, sit down and there's something I go, do you know what, like... So this is what I'm talking about, the Scott Gary Museum. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, because I've, I've, I've been to China for uh, three times. Wow. Three times. Wow. One of the times, stupidly, again, it's a bit like the Romania situation, not money-wise, but it's cause of like... Did you forget your speedos again? <laughs> this client's like, the client's like, can you come out to China and do two shows over three days? And I'm like, yeah. Can you imagine us? We didn't have a clue at times. We were all delirious. <laughs> we, we, were picked up at, times we, were we were picked up at Shanghai Airport and the guy's like, we're going to a sound check. And we're like, okay. Even to this day, I say, because like, Lisa was on that trip and so was Yasmin. And yes. Yasmin and April was on that trip, and I said, I, I said to them, still, I go, you know, do you remember we went to China for two days? We were literally sleeping. Two days. <laughs> two days. Literally, like we were back in the airport, sitting, like leaving, going, did that just, just happen? You know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> shattered. <laughs> Outer body experiences. But yeah, I did that, and then obviously the Middle East, which was incredible. And yeah, I just, I'm like, the things I have, like, and the thing is as well like is... The things I have seen. The things I've, and the thing is, is I, like you said, it's like, over the years, all these different girls have managed to, you know, give opportunities, travel, see things. It, it is quite amazing. And all the while yourself learning more and more about yourself and how to run a business and yeah. how you know what who you are as a, not only just like as a business owner but also just as a, a person. person yeah and what a gift do yeah. you mean to learn that alongside all these creative talented people yeah exactly that you've made memories with that nobody like yeah. only you share that and you know what's funny and I, again i could be super biased in this moment but i feel like everyone who was involved in that the kitty cat dolls were all doing Hey, damn well. Because really, in a lot of ways, when you think about it, every single one of them are given back. Mm, uh-huh. Yep. Every single one 100%. of them. 100%. That's so true, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Emma's with the teaching and um, Chloe's doing the soul hub and all that. Yeah. And Lisa. Everyone's given back and they're all kind of just pouring, they, pouring they, back they, into it. Because experiences that they can then yeah. pass on to others. Yeah. It, 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 it was a joy. And what a joy this has been just to yeah. reminisce. Reminisce. Also, really get an insight into your world what it looks like day to day for you yeah and that you are a like it is glittery and it is you know exciting but it also is real life and i I really appreciate how honest you've been scott just in this moment i'm not talking about for the podcast i'm talking about in this moment i am really appreciative of how honest you've been because i think that's so um admirable yeah i think i think every you know life's not perfect and over and above that it's Need to tell your heart it's going to be, and it's like and all the while you're running a business, you're trying to have a life, and yeah, and relationships and people and and money and life, life. just comes uh-huh. along and it can just and an, sideswipe you at an instant. It can sideswipe you yeah. when you're younger. Nobody really ever sits down and goes, "It's going to be tough." Yeah, you know what I mean. And it and I is think you've tough. had your fair share of it. It's t- and it is tough and. And it's and it's cliche, not cliche, but it's like you know, it's the general kind of advice that's given out to everyone. Hmm. But it's the advice because it matters. You need to talk. Yeah. You need to talk. Correct. And when I first had the issues, I didn't for maybe like six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then obviously John, who just knows me inside out, is like, what is going on with you? Mm-hmm. And then when you have that kind of breakdown and you can explain everything, the chatting it through with someone who you know who loves you and cares for you and having that person and know that you're actually feeling that way. Yeah. Don't just decide how somebody's going to react yeah like you don't know you don't know and, yeah. and i have done it in my life like i've underestimated people, people yeah. and, and think well they'll i'll say this and then they'll react to this and and i'll be putting that burden onto them or blah so i'll just no say and actually nine nine times if not ten times out of ten people surprise you oh, in, a, in a great way in a great way you know and that's not like to say that i'm gonna about thinking everybody like i know all and everybody's not yeah. a clue but i think we just have the tendency to decide sometimes oh how, yeah how things are going to ha- how things are going to go down play out, yeah uh-huh and yeah like you say it's so important just just open your mouth and say it yeah yeah say it speak it out get mm-hmm. it off your chest because then you don't need to you don't need to pretend anymore and sometimes it's a pretending's exhausting yeah, it's a mask, isn't it? It's you know yeah. you're just pretending that everything's hunky dory when really yeah, nothing's linear. I mean you and you can be various versions of yourself. It's not that you're pretending to be somebody you're not. But Scott is just you know you're a complex person because we all are. You have many sides to you. Yeah. And you've you have energy for and you can switch yeah. from one mode to the next if need be. And I think as well, I, I'm one of these people, but because of the job as well, I always feel like I need to like 
be switched on to keep I mean, everyone entertained. I know, I totally get like it. I feel I totally get it. you know what I mean in that car journey, like I know that we've got four hours to go to Rill, so I switch it on and I've got the songs on and you're just happy and you're trying to keep everyone's morale up and energy up. And that's not you not being authentic. Because mm-hmm. that is yes. part of your personality. Oh, come but equally yeah. but equally there's that sense of you've given yourself that sense of responsibility to do that, to yeah. be that person. Yeah. And I'm a kind of person that walks in a room and if the energy's off, I will decide it, it's my fault. Oh, right. Or it's my job yeah, to yeah. fix it. Yeah, to fix it, aye. And it's good. He ought to do me. And that, but that's a great, that's a great way to be, though. You know, but, but you, like you're saying, it is exhausting as well. And it it, is. it's important to just say that. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like, you might be, after this discussion today, you might leave and feel really tired after this. Ah, maybe. Do you maybe, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I just want to thank you in this moment, like, for giving your energy because, like I say to everyone in the podcast, like, this is a hobby. I can't afford to pay people for their time Fuck. or their energy. But yeah. I just hope that it is a space to share your story. Yeah. Obviously, the connection is like, uh, you know, it's just the joy. It's just yeah. the joy. It's pure but I joy. That in putting out this, this podcast, that people see themselves in a story that you've shared and go oh wait a minute yeah that's me like take inspiration from what you've achieved absolutely because what i mean so much inspiration so much inspiration and i'm inspired by everybody of course and i mean that like everybody who's came and gone what they're doing now you know what i mean it's like it's incredible and it, and it comes from a place of like you know us all kind of going through those moments in life that were so important to yeah. us building ourselves in formative years uh-huh. do you know what i mean and it's I, I, could, I couldn't have done it with a better bunch of people and i mean that i think as well the older i get as well i think for me and i just want i just want to like be a good person yeah i want to, I want to be a good person <laughs> i want to you know work hard Tick. and you know i want to just make sure that whatever i'm doing it also brings an enjoyment to other people. Like, take away the fact that we're a, I'm a business and I charge, we charge money for our shows. Like, I want to make sure that... We're having a good time. We're having a good time. That, that's why, like, Thank you know... Thank you that box. When we, go, like, when, like, when we did go to Belfast, you know, we all went to the you know, Belfast um, Titanic Museum. We go and do Go Ape. Like, I try so hard because I'm also very conscious that I take up people... Not that I take up, but their weekends are gone because mm-hmm. we're out working. Yes, I, it's so, the nature of the... The beast in it. As long as everybody's having a good time, as long as everybody is happy and we're all kind of like enjoying what we're doing and we're all enjoying each other's company and whatever, then you're making money doing that and that's incredible. What a a joy and a privilege. You know what I mean? Definitely. I feel super, super lucky. Well, I, I think everything you've mentioned, like bear that that kind of checklist, like you're doing it in spades with the looks of things to me. Like, and that's that's the vibe that I got. All those years ago from you, I oh, had nothing. It's but, nice. It's but nice. A nice time working with you. Oh, it's nice really to know good. that you know, like, you know, I, you still see that in me. Hundred percent. Because sometimes you question that. Of course. And of course. we all do that. We all we, we all wonder if what we're doing yeah. and how it appears to the world. But I'm just telling you, that's oh, what I get from you. You're doing great. I'm thank so. You I'm so very much. like. If it doesn't sound patronising, like I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you. From all those years, yeah. I know how much it meant at the time, and it just you ooze the passion for oh, sure. I mean, just keep being you. Oh, thank you. I will. I'll do my very best. And before <laughs> I let you go and have a life, because it's called the Bra and the Brave. Yeah. Do you have a favourite Scots word or phrase? Right. And I don't just mean like Scott Garvey. I mean as in Scottish. Scottish word. phrase. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of Scott Garvey. Yeah, I mean, I think for me as well, like, growing up, my mum and dad, 
and because of where we came from, very much all the words were in use. Yes. It's Ben the Scullery and all that, you know. I mean, <laughs> that was my growing up. But my favourite word would have to be, I mean, it's probably ones you've heard before, but I just love, I love the word Egypt. It's like Egypt. I love Egypt because I'll be, sometimes you go, oh, she's an Egypt or he's an Egypt. And if you, and if I'm, because I am down south, a lot mm-hmm. of people are like, What's that? you know what I mean. <laughs> but I love Egypt, and I love, um, I love Scunnard because I think Scunnard covers so it much. Does, it up. How are you doing? Oh, I'm Scunnard. I use Scunnard a lot. That is a good one. Yeah, but do you know what? I think the Brown the Brave and the whole kind of like the fact that you with your poetry and your writing stuff, the Scottish element, like mm. one thing people should like, I think is important that everybody should know about me is I am so proud to be Scottish. I love being Scottish. That is in no way put out there as in, like, you know, I'm a nationalist or I'm, I'm whatever. <laughs> I just love that I came from Scotland and I love that I came from a wee council. Nothing, like, and I'm not saying I'm living the luxuries because I'm really not, but see, like, the fact that I know where I came from and my house, listen, as much as I said that I came from such a male house, I had nothing but love growing up. I really did. Yeah. And... I think knowing that I came from that, I am super proud to so be Scottish. Be, yeah. I love being Scottish. I love it. And I think that we're very good in Scotland generally at getting behind people yeah. here who are doing well, well, yeah. and, and and put themselves out there. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted for the podcast to be. I wanted an extension of that, like, because I'm so impressed. Yeah. With people who are pursuing their passions, whatever that is, the amount of support that I've had for the podcast and what I'm doing, like, it's tremendous like people are just lovely people i don't even know these experiences like being working in scotland like I mean, and it's amazing to hear that you've traveled all over and down south and but the, the pride that must come for you like home turf gigs yeah oh, people, and your neighbors or people you know going scott scott's like see made this thing and see it's like 2018 we done the pavilion and it like sold out in like I think it was like three and a half weeks in 2019 we done it again it sold out six weeks before the show and for me, just kind of, I went to the panel there and all that. Of course. And you know you're putting on shows. And I just, I just, I love it. And it's so funny because I can go down and do a venue like in Wakefield and it's, you know, a big theatre as well. But there's something special about going, I'm home and yeah. people are going to see what I do. You know, I love it. I love it. So you should. Yes. It's so bro and so brave. Uh, I'm so impressed by Scott. Oh. I, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I'm glad that... I think it was the right time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like... We could have done this years ago. Yeah. I feel like this was the right time. I think the last, for me, the last few years, have a lot has changed with me. And, yeah, I feel like for me to now walk away from this podcast mm. and know that we've captured this period in time will make me feel very happy. I'd, I honestly feel ready to take it all on. I can't wait for this year. Well, I can't wait to see what you're going to go oh, next. Thanks, Lisa. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. We are both bro and brave. We are. We are. Let's go and get, ta- let's go and get tattoos. How <laughs> do you know I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.